All right, fire away. What makes you most proud of your team right now? I think that when a team is struggling to win, win games, that there's always that question is, can they keep coming, will they keep bouncing back? When are they going to throw in the towel? Or are they going to throw in the towel? And as you guys have asked me several times, I've said I've seen no evidence of it. And today they kind of validated that, you know, that they, not only they thrown, thrown in, not thrown in the towel, but they came to play and I thought it was a, a pretty physically controlling game performance. Is that the scene you envisioned when you started that tradition of singing Dalma Water? Well, maybe not on the, on the field, you know, uh, you know, but uh, it was it was nice. It was it was actually kind of nice. It worked out that way, you know. So the students that were there got to celebrate with you know with the players, and I think that you know in any college football program, you really want the football program to be intertwined into the student body. And if you watch that, you know, at the end, that's really the message you saw. You know, I mean, I'm. You know, I got kids sticking phones in my face and everything like that. But, uh, you know, it was worth it because the student body, it's been a while since they got a chance to enjoy too, and uh, I'm happy for them as well. How about Montel's poise and decision-making? Yeah, I think that, you know, he had, a, he had a pretty nice day at the office. You know, and obviously we had a couple of quarterback draws and a couple of quarterback runs, and then there were a couple other plays where he pulled the ball down and, you know, made plays for us. You know, his, his athleticism helped, especially in a day like today where the wind was going to be such a significant factor. You know, you know fortunately, we had planned for this, you know, for the last three days. We, we, were, we were planning for it to be, you know, a 25-mile-an-hour wind. So, I mean, we had kind of figured this was the game that we were playing. So, fortunately, we, you know, we planned correctly. When did you make the decision to, to start him? Uh, Monday. Does that make it easier for him to have the whole week knowing he was the guy? Well, he, there was no question that we, we, we talked to both uh, Jake and Montel on Monday and told them what we were doing. So, you know, I think that, like, like we said, this, isn't, this wasn't some big surprise what I was doing, but you know, why let them know? You know, there, there, there's nothing, nothing that could be gained from, from doing that. Maybe, maybe I'll list him as Oregon this week, you know. Did you know Ben Goodman has hands that good? I just told him he got run down by a quarterback. You know, <laughs> I said you're gonna you're gonna take a lot of humiliation uh, tomorrow. And he goes, Coach, I was tired. <laughs> and I said you got run down by a quarterback. You know, but uh, that was that was that was a nice play. How about the block field goal at the end of the first half? That you guys are already leading. You're gonna go into the halftime with a lead, but that the, took I, I left. agree with you. That was a bigger play than most people. Well, even remember because you know we have a two-score lead. You know it's 17 to seven. You know they're getting the ball back with 23 seconds to go, and now they're going to come out of it with three, and cut it to a one-score game. You know, but uh, I think that, that that was a lot bigger momentum. You know, going into the locker room, I think it would have been a little bit like more more of a pan not panic, but a more concern if they had just made that field goal there at the end. How about James' run, the 68-yard touchdown run? I mean, are you just trying to go into halftime at that point with what you could get? Or? Well, there was one play that we had, you know, when from you know an unbalanced formation. That I, there was only one play we had that I thought could get us a chunk, and then if we got a chunk, then we would call a timeout and, and try to go to the end zone. And the chunk was a lot bigger chunk than I was expecting. 
I mean, that whole offensive line, I mean, they've been under the microscope all year. What, what kind of game did this group have? Well, I think that, you know, it, well, I'm sure as we go watch the tape tomorrow, I'll find plenty of things to yeah. criticize. But I think that, you know, they, I thought they brought a lot of physicality. Look, at any time you rush for over 300, 300 yards in a game, it isn't just scheme or the runner running hard. I mean, you know, you got to get a lot of help, and they obviously did, They obviously gave a lot of help today. Your defense on that first drive, I mean, West Virginia got a couple jumps themselves. What, what kicked in the gear for your guys to stand up well, after that? Well, they, you know, they were hitting these little slips outside because – Going in that direction, you know, it was it was really tough. But I think when they got closer, they got closer to them, and then, you know, they did a better job of just caving in on on those plays right there. Once they took those plays away against the win, that was pretty that pretty well shut them down, you know, because it was like I said, it was it was it was a tough duty out there. Tony, sure, got, a little, Tony got a little banged up. Is there any signs of concern going forward? Yeah, I mean. The answer would be on, uh, you know, yes. I mean, when the kid's been banged up, and then he, that was a pretty, pretty hard hit he took right there. And I walked to the sidelines a little bit late. I wait till after they settled, and I walked over to him and said, "How you doing?" He goes, "My head hurts," and, and that that was no surprise based off of the hit that he took. Was he close to being done for the day, or before that? No, we weren't. We hadn't shut down the game yet. Okay. No. So that was why he was still out there. What do you mean? Why he was still out there? Why Tony was out there? I mean, he had taken. He was out there. But he was out there because we were. Every run we were running was inside. And they were collapsing on the inside, and we were trying to run it to the outside. And the best guy we have to run it to the outside is him. That's why he was in there. Charlie, when you were talking to Nate, it sounded like you said something about you were especially worried if if, if you lost this game. Well, when after after last week, and we got eliminated from bowl contention. And you have three games left in your season, and you know you you want the program to be building, but there's there's not really enough evidence that it's moving in that direction. You then had to take these three games and and use them as building blocks, because now you're not you know you st- you always are hoping you know glimmer of hope, you know that you end up knocking somebody off, and now you know you have a chance of running the table and being bowl eligible. But once we got that point, I thought it was very, very important, you know, with the, the two games we got. The trip we got to Ames is never easy on a Saturday night at 7 o'clock. And then coming home and playing K-State at home, that's not going to be easy. I think to, set, to take the first step was critical. I think we had to win this game today to set us up for, 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 for the game next Saturday. I could be wrong. It seems like the receivers were kind of spaced a bit closer to the sideline. Did that kind of affect – the strategy or kind of what you guys did on offense today? Yeah, we spread the hell out of them today. That's what we did. You know, that's we. I figure everyone else in the league's doing it to us. Why not do it to them? You know, you know, and you know, I obviously spent a lot of time with the offensive staff, um, just l- looking at things that, you know, looking at things that could help perk us up. And I think collectively, you know, they came up, came up with a pretty good plan. Well, actually, I was trying to get my players to take their helmets off out of respect for the alma mater, to be honest with you. So I would have stayed out of it and not been involved, but I thought that that's important. If the band's going to be playing the alma mater, I don't want guys with their helmets on. To be, 
be honest with you, that's what I was doing. So, you know, maybe I'm stupid for going in there, but that's, you know, that's what that's what I was trying to do. Did you get to see any of the, the goalposts coming down? I, as I, when I got to the corner of the end zone, um, I stopped to, you know, to congratulate the players as they were going, the majority of the players as they were running in. And I saw, you know, I saw the beginning of, of, of that right there. But, you know, good for the students. That scene on the field is obviously something everybody could see. How about in the locker room? Even better than that? Yeah, I mean, they, they, it's pretty good to, you know, they, they're all sitting there waiting on you. And when you come in there, they maul you pretty good. And there's somebody had a camera in there, so you'll probably see it. You know, you know, I get embarrassed like normal, but uh, you know, I think that uh, you know it's it's really really good for them to be able to enjoy themselves. And I think that you know, hopefully, hopefully they'll all stay out of trouble uh, tonight. By uh, spreading them out, do you feel like that kind of kept the West Virginia defense off guard a little bit at the beginning? Say that again. I guess uh, by kind of spreading them out a little bit more, do you feel like that kind of Yeah, I don't think that they were expecting us to play that that style of game, and I thought that there were there were some nice sized holes. You know, you still had to block them, but if you got a, you know, there were a lot of plays that we got five on five. You know, so now just like we were talking about the offensive line before, you know, the offensive line still has to get them, but you weren't getting outnumbered. Now in the second half, it came a little tougher sledding because they kept on trying to get that extra guy in the box, and it makes it a little bit more difficult. I mean, but realistically, I would have liked to run it out, you know, on Brandon, the one, the one that Brandon had run for the first down and then fumbled. I would have liked to run the game out right then and, you know, and put it away right there to not cause any extra anxiety. But I think that, you know, I think that the team felt pretty, you know, pretty good about where they were at that point. After Heaney's interception, did he lobby to let you put him in and pull back or No, I told him, I told him I apologize for not challenging because watching the replay, I thought he scored, but it was too late. I didn't see the replay until after we were at the goal line offense up there, and we were already getting ready to run the play. You know, if I would have, if I would have seen him, I, you know, I don't know if he did or didn't, but I would have challenged just to try to give him a touchdown. That's what what I would have done. But no, he didn't lobby. He was feeling pretty good about himself at the time. Charlie, you talked about that Sims run at the end of the half. How you get a chunk play out of it? Was there something on tape, or was there something that you saw that you thought maybe you could gash? Yeah, they. We just had seen that a similar formation, and them aligned in a similar way. Where, you know, because we hadn't really exposed them to it, other than that formation, other than one time, I thought that we we'd have a have a chance of, especially after the one time we did it was down on the goal line. You can't really tell, but we got you know into that same formation and and we got numbers and like I said, I was you know, hoping to get thirty to get us a shot for the end zone. I wasn't you know I wasn't counting on when when he came through the hole. I just couldn't believe how big the hole that ended up being. Charlie kind of mentioned the, the how fans feel and, and the kids. How does it feel for you? I mean, is it, is it a celebration? Is it a leap? I, I, my enjoyment doesn't it does not come from from me. My enjoyment comes from them. I enjoy watching them have fun. You know that's what coaches do. We're cynical. I'm thinking about all the bad things that happened in the game. 
Okay, that's, that's it by nature. But I do enjoy watching the smiles on everyone's face. You know, my kids right here along with me stand on the sideline, the big smile on his face, the player's smiles on the face. That's, that's my enjoyment. My, my true enjoyment is watching everyone else be happy. And you want to know something? That's pretty, that's pretty nice. How much did you enjoy the way the fans reacted, Charlie? You, I mean, I know that that's nothing you tried to trigger, but yeah, I was, I was a little, I was a little, I was a little surprised. You know, I, you know, I'm not exactly the most mobile person in the world. So, by the time I got out there, I was just looking for Dana, and I turned around, and all, all of them were out there. You know, it actually was kind of nice. You know, it was, it was kind of nice. Not the first time that you've been just trying to think where, where you would have been where people would have rushed the field before. Well, I've been in a couple Super Bowls. Yeah, but you know. don't rush the field after that. <laughs> you don't have kids rushing they, the they field. They try to. <laughs> uh, no, I'm, I, I don't want to bring up a bad I have a bad memory. We'll talk about off the record sometime on that one. I have a vivid bad memory of rushing the field. And then, uh, then coming back to the sideline and then losing, you know, you know. So that's see, when we talk about cynical. There you go. <laughs> Instead of thinking about something good, I'm thinking about something bad.